video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 220 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my wooden head homeboy, Mr. Grizz. Oh, those years are behind me, dude. dude. (laughs) Yeah. That was a a previous, uh, you know adult version of me back in the day you'd say you know got a little risque with the wooden head business <laughs> um that's a little that's a little uh hint at what we what we'll be covering this week a movie that is not talked about as a halloween movie but i always felt that it was it definitely fits the season but grizz man what's going on dude how you been haven't seen you in a, in a week all right, Bro, what's man, going on? I just realized this whole wooden head thing is is appropriate in more ways than one. I'm currently suffering a little bit, man. And uh, so yesterday, I, I do construction work of all kinds. I had like what I could only assume to be maybe a small piece of wood or some kind of debris from the job site that I'm on go into my eye, right? Oh, my God. God. So I'm assuming that like I, I was able to like I got the piece flushed out or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it scratched the surface of my oh, eyeball. No. So it continues to feel like there's something in my eye. In your eye. My mom did that with a hairbrush. She scratched the oh. like the cornea. And like, yeah, apparently it was really painful. I couldn't imagine. Good thing I don't have hair. It's uh, it's uncomfortable at best right now. I don't know if there's a pain that's involved, but it's it's annoying as fuck. I can tell you that much. I constantly feel like I need to be like pulling something out of my eye. But I got like, really? I got like an shit, eye wash dude. kit and shit. And I like, you know, rinse the and whole motherfucker out. I got like, you know, the good drops. And like, dude, I woke up this morning and like my, I couldn't even open my eye. Oh, it was all like dude. fucking crust city. You need a patch. You, know? you need a patch, man. Did yeah. you ever think about maybe wearing a patch for a while? Like an eye patch? Yeah, you'd look awesome. I, w- I did think about that. <laughs> I was like, well, because like Pipe was like, so okay, if I lose vision in this eye, an eye patch is cool, right? Like I can fucking rock that. Like I was almost convincing yeah. myself that like an eye patch is okay like I, if that's the, the route that things end up for me i could probably pull hey, it man. i'm just gonna go sometimes deep. you have to do it I, I, if, if that happens i just have to like be one of those dudes that just fully invest in pirate culture like uh, <laughs> you know well, like, that maybe, is the only route i can take at that point no you could be like fucking uh like snake plissken man oh, you're right the eye patch so okay so it's either like i'm running my own militia or <laughs> I am a pirate. Those are like yeah. really the two. Or captain. I could be a boat captain. I could see that work. Well, that's kind of like a pirate. I mean, it's the same. If I'm Scally a boat captain, Grizz. I might as well be a fucking pirate. Let's be real. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the only two options. But I'm cool with either one of those, dude. Like, it, we'll, we'll let, let the cards fall where they may. We'll, we'll see where we'll see where it goes. We'll see how it plays out. I'll uh, <laughs> let everybody know 
if, uh, if, if you tell me you that you're permanently <laughs> blind. It's like, oh no, Grizz, Grizz can no longer see out of his left eye. But he's I can still uh, watch he's a movie certainly with my in right eye. We'll be good. So. Yeah, you only need one now. You're not playing any professional sports. You're fine. Oh, dude. Depth perception's already <laughs> fucked most of the time. So what is it? Yeah, matter? fuck it, man. You're good. Or you can just get those like huge RoboCop looking glasses that oh, like the old people wear yes. after like a cataract surgery. That's what you need, man. I, I would be fucking rocking those in a heartbeat, dude. My eyes would look huge in those motherfuckers. I look like bubbles from fucking anyway. trailer park boys. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Get it anyway. I'm going to get you a pair. Fuck it. So uh, as we've been talking uh, up lately, we will be going into the Halloween season. Actually, we are in the Halloween yeah, season. The one, the um, official. Funny enough. Funny enough, in the stores, uh, they got Christmas shit out already. Of course. It's brutal. There's... They, I, that's like something you don't think about like okay i'm gonna go buy some halloween decorations it's october it's like no fuck you're supposed to buy them in august yep. like september really september is like the peak right of like halloween yeah decorations. i started seeing things like mid-august this year i feel like this is the first time i've i've actually seen them bringing out the halloween decorations earlier than september because it's usually like well what is that labor day weekend that's like the the start of all fall activity but they're pushing it this year. I think because they just want to fucking keep pushing Christmas up farther and farther that they have to give Halloween true, some kind man. of timeline. Yeah, that's true, man. They they just first it was like Thanksgiving, right? That was it. What like after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, it was uh, like it was like Christmas, right? Now it's like you, you're seeing Christmas shit early November. You got Christmas shit in stores in October, first week of October. Like, come on, what the hell is Are that? You shit? Thanksgiving guy. I enjoy a, a helping of potatoes with gravy. I'm a I'm a fan stuffing? of stuffing. Do you do the dressing? Or, no. Do you, okay. No. Now, does your family call it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing, man. What kind? Oh, of, what yeah. are we savages? Nah, dude. That's that's, that's the kind of class that I'm it, with right there. Who We're calls it dressing? People. I know some some people who think that they're you know the same people that call Target Target might call fucking dress, uh, stuffing the dressing. Oh my so. god. Are they drinking pop too? No. I'm, Fuck you, dude. It's, it's 100% pop. <laughs> but as we get into this Halloween season, we figured let's do some movies that people may not think of as Halloween movies or movies we feel like are Halloween movies. And uh, we have a few others that actually are Halloween movies. But this week we decided we would not cover the first one because everybody covers the first one. But we will go straight to the sequel, and that is going to be Creep Show Two. Hell yeah, we talk about it enough. I figured why not fucking cover it, dude. And this is, I feel like, a great movie just like to dip our toes into the Halloween season because it's not abundantly Halloween, but this is a fucking classic horror movie from the 80s it's it's a great way to start october out take takes place in the fall right like it is a fall movie the bumpers are like you know fall small town wherever the fuck maine i guess it's supposed to be maine yeah (laughs) but you know creep show 2 is uh, a movie that was released in i think may so it wasn't a wasn't a fall movie they fucking released it in the spring yeah uh, is that the spring May? Yeah, right. May, June. Yeah, that's still the spring. Um, it, it gets a lot of hate. People fucking hate this movie. Really? I learned for for some reason. Um, is it? We'll say right off the bat. Is I know you like this one better than the first, right? Uh, yes. There's seg- I think these are better segments, in my opinion, than some of the ones in the first one. Not all the ones in the so first one, but some of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a pretty controversial opinion. Nah, I think people me, usually are like, well, you know, you like to be uh, 
You're on the you're on the the edge of Mr. Edgy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Edgy. Um, so this movie was one that I guess uh, they weren't able to really get anybody from the original, right? Nobody nobody wanted anything to really do with it, and but or uh, I don't think it needed it though. Like every story is so independent of itself, I wouldn't want to have seen anybody from the original cast because then it wouldn't feel like its own individual story. Like, oh, that's the motherfucker who got his head buried, you know, some shit like that. Like, I don't want to see those people in an anthology. That's just my. That's how I look at anthologies. You should never bring a character yeah. back. Oh, I, I mean, like they didn't get Romero. Oh, I thought you back. meant like the cast, and I'm like, I don't want those oh, motherfuckers. No, no, no. Well, even that dude, they didn't. They didn't have the fucking money. Well, they didn't have to the, get the cast like they did in the first. Well, yeah, one. I said the actor power isn't as grandioso as the first one here. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now. But yeah, I would like the the people involved in the actual making of the film. They didn't get back. Yeah, it, but it's it still feels like it's made by the same people. It still feels like a direct sequel. At least I, I believe. Except it lacks the uh, little like weird color. Uh, like oh flash it's blue flash it's red with a weird comic book looking background they, oh, yeah, they did yeah. omit that from this one so right, that's and, and obviously this one only has three stories in comparison to the other one but I, I understand like wasn't there like supposed to be other ones for this movie yeah like, there was there was supposed to be two more I don't remember one is I know everybody says it's it was something to do with like a zombie bowling league or some shit like that. Oh my! But gosh. the other one is the uh, the cat story that ended up in Tales from the Dark Side. The movie. oh, great one! Fantastic. What is it? Yeah. Uh, cat from Hell is that the name of the that story? So I I don't know off the top of my head, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Great! Um, I like Tales from the Dark Side, man. That's a really fun one. Something I didn't know about this movie is that the raft is based on a Stephen King story. Hmm. So that is. That like is something. It's one of his coke induced binges. I'm sure he came up uh, with some bullshit like that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to read that though. I hear it's like a, it's slightly different. Um, I, I guess the story that was made into the movie, like the movie version, is what I heard as um, more like palatable for hmm. viewing. I guess interesting. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna read that. One. We'll have to. We'll have to get back to that. But the two other stories in this, you have um, that the, the hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. And the first one is um, what is the first one in this? Chief Woodenhead. Chief Woodenhead. Shit! How the fuck do I What's forget that? that? Oh, oh, that's why I'm I'm pounding PBRs <laughs> right now. Oh, on the Peebers tonight. Me. Nice, dude. Yeah, I don't know. They, dude, they got some like cool. You're getting I don't know classy, if you can see dude. this. I don't even tell you this, but oh. you are really classing it up lately. This is yeah, great. Look at this. Oh, they have like some cool artwork on all of them now. Like your girl bought cool. those, didn't she? No, I did, man. I did. I did. Uh, I can't believe I forgot fucking Chief Woodenhead, man. That's like my that's my jam, man. Well, I have I have something to say about that once we get into the actual movie. But anthologies. Ooh. This one I feel like is never ranked with a lot of the big ones, like the original. Um, I you don't really hear people talk about Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Like that's. I feel like not really spoken about too much, but like we're more into the fucking stupid shot on video anthologies, uh, chillers, you know, things of this yeah, nature. like dude, that's that is the fucking ultimate anthology. To love me. I love that one. That so, is that's, that dude, is that's, that's like where my mind immediately goes when I think of like low budget, really good anthologies, chillers. Uh, yeah, pick that up. Radon, right? Yeah, I think radon it's a radon release. release. For sure. 
I have it. I should know. I don't know. But Great, um, creepy bus cover. I love that shit. I I never feel like people speak about Creep Show too when they're talking about all these, and it's like, how could you discount this movie? And then like, you got all this other shit that's not even close to being as good. See, I I'm, know. this is the first time I'm learning about this uh, the disdain for Creep Show too. Like I, I like just because in my world I've been like you know I prefer this movie so like I never like sought out the opinion of of uneducated people who would think this is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. This was actually uh, my first introduction to the franchise. See, I think I that's, saw part say, two that's me first. too. Yeah, I think that's why I feel the way that I do, man. And I, that's that's dead ass true. Like I'm sure if I saw Creep Show the original first, I'd feel completely different about it. Well, like I was thinking before, I went to not Boy Scout camp, but like Cub Scout camp when you're like really young, right? And I remember thinking about the lake and the fucking oh, thing nice. in the lake. And I had to be only like eight years old or something like that. So I, I saw this movie when I was really young. I definitely saw it you. on cable. Yeah, like late night cable, whatever the fuck I was watching at the time. But this this one actually did stick with me for a really long time. Even the Chief Woodenhead is so much more memorable than any of the ones in the first movie. That's to make. what I'm saying. I, these are just, man, like, and I don't even, the, the raft is a really kind of a, a really chintzy story it, it's it doesn't have much to it you know even the the the, the we'll get into all of it now let's why don't we like yeah. why don't we fucking play the trailer because we're gonna we're gonna just fucking ruin the whole movie if we keep going at this point okay 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 five years ago stephen king and george romero two masters of the macabre created their hallmark of horror Creepshow. Many would argue that nothing of significance has happened since. Until now. Maybe you don't get out much. Oh, this is crazy. This is totally crazy. Maybe you're always running late. I gotta go. Or maybe you just have other things on your mind. They gotta make me a movie star. But if you only make it to one scary film all year... Make it one you remember all year long. <laughs> Creepshow 2. You like movies that will keep you stuck to your chair. <laughs> Stephen King and George Romero have conjured up an all-new Creepshow. No! Is it possible? Just for you. I mean, what is it? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. So don't just sit there. And I'm going to swim for it right now. Walk. Run. Swim if you have to. I got you! But whatever you do, don't take your time. Because the scares come twice as quickly in... I be you! Creep Show 2. Creepshow 2. Yeah, like you said, man, we got to get right into this because we're going to start spoiling everything. Now, wanna, let's just give a general idea of the movie, uh, and then we'll get into the individual segments in the movie, maybe. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like all great anthologies, you have to have a wraparound. 
And this yeah. continues a similar wraparound from from the original, where you have the the creep, and he's uh, delivering. What's this kid's name? Billy? Is that the fucking kid? Yeah, this? Yeah. yeah. This kid Billy's. You know, he wants that first fucking creep show comic right off the presses, and he's chasing the truck down. Uh, it, it. I like this little because it. What I don't care for in anthologies, man, is like a really long, like really detailed fucking wraparound. The wraparound should be just something yeah. that gets you in and out of each fucking story that ties everything together loosely, man. And the whole, like, Billy wanting the comic from the creep, the creep being the fucking master of the whole, you know, darkness and everything, really, really works for me in this story. Yeah, I I actually want like made a note that the beginning segment of this movie, like this opening bumper sequence... Just seeing the truck coming down the street in this empty town, like oh, yeah. where it, it looks like it's like maybe six o'clock in the morning, like it's kind of dark still. It's like foggy. It's like a really creepy vibe, especially like now that I, you know, where I live, like you go through some of these small towns and like it's really desolate in some places. And it really gives you that like otherworldly or like, you know, something dark type of shit that's what this whole intro gives me that feeling it's really effective and it's and it looks like it's like fucking october or november you know the town in particular man is so nostalgia for me like just seeing the the building facades and like the the font and everything man like growing up there was always like i grew up in like a really fucking podunk town that really didn't even have we just had like a a fucking gas station and a, a cross light really in the middle of a valley but like a town near me uh Leroy or Leroy depending on who the fuck you talk to it had this like main street that was just like these perfect little like there's like a five and dime shop and shit like that dude all these like classic fucking old storefronts and, and at times man you, you would go down these like this road and it'd be fucking desolate and, and that's exactly how it would look like and just seeing this in this movie I was like man I fucking miss just like little town storefronts like this just having these like and you're right like when i drove out to see you dude there's tons of these like from 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 where i am in buffalo all the way to where you are uh down near philly and shit dude there's tons of these fucking little tiny towns still that still exist with these awesome storefronts that are just time machines when you fucking drive through them yeah well even my main street of my town oh yeah it's like me down there absolutely dude and I feel like it's one of those things too, where like younger people are starting to move into those places because you can work remotely and everything, and it's starting to like revitalize these things. You know what I mean? They're starting to become cool again. I, I guess. hope so. I miss that shit, dude. Yeah, Bring back yeah. the small mom and pops. I'm not a father or yeah. a mother, but I'd like to own a mom and pop shops. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got uh, you got this kid who gets the creep show fucking uh, comic book. And he goes and he's fucking looking at all this bullshit. And you get basically the first bumper is setting up this little boy who is going to get chased by some bullies. And he gets a little bit of revenge thanks to the creep, right? How do you like the uh, the crossover from the, the into the cartoon world? I always loved that about these movies, man. That like switch from like reality into comic book land. It always looked so good to me, especially for the intro of this with like the ghost yeah. and everything flying around really they just did a good job on this one i agree yeah the only thing i do have to say is the theme from the first movie is superior than, oh, I, yeah superior to this i'll give you that for sure i think the music in general and, from the first movie is better and people are gonna say that i'm a hypocrite because i am but i do in fact like the first one better than the second one 
but you're gonna hear me gush. I like both of them. I, yeah, I'm I think just. I'm I don't hate the first one either. I think they're both super yeah. strong, dude. But I just enjoy the stories in this one more. I could I could see them as one fucking unit, man. It's it's Creep Show one and two. It's it's just a continuation of an anthology. It's how I see it. Yeah, and uh, this is where you also see the creep in his like castle. And it's more like something from a like the EC comics, you know, Tales from the Crypt or all those sorts of horror comics from the fifties, where that's what he looks like, the yeah, crypt keeper from those comic books. And this is where we get our first segment, uh, Old Chief Woodenhead. Man, Old Chief Woodenhead is such it, it's it's hard for me to pick a favorite out of these three, man. I mean, specifically out of this and, and the the last one that we'll get into. But Chief Woodenhead is such a strong fucking story, dude. It's not this crazy, gory. I mean, it's minimal. Probably the least gory of all all three of the stories in this movie. But the actual storytelling and the way you... I, I Me personally, the way I kind of like fall in love with the store owners, this old couple, man, and like I, I sympathize with them and the fucking insanity that they end up going through... This fucking story is is probably the home run of the movie, in my opinion. I think a lot of people who even dislike it would probably have to say that that Woodenhead is a really solid story. Yeah, so this is definitely my favorite of Creepshow 2. And it it could possibly be my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, dude. Out of out of Creepshow one and two, and we're not even going to talk about that fucking shitty third one that they made. We're not going to talk. About I know, cause yeah, I've never seen it. I have no interest in it. Most of the time, by by the thirds of anything, they've pretty much lost <laughs> lost yeah. what made the other ones good in the first place. But yeah, man, well, it depends. Sometimes. There's a lot of part threes, baby. Yeah, 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 I'm just there's a lot of good ones. But uh, <laughs> man, there's something just about like this this desolate town. And this giant, like, Native American fucking statue outside. Because, like, I see them all over the place in the different, like, reservations and stuff around here. I see statues just fucking like Chief Woodenhead. The cigar dude. store. Yeah, dude. Indian, like, right? And, like, we have one that's probably, like, fucking 30 foot tall out by the fucking highway, dude. It's like a massive Chief Woodenhead. And, like, that's man, sick. it's so that's fucking cool. Life. I, that's what I do every time I pass that motherfucker. I think about that shit because of this movie. That's why, and it's just so relatable, man. Like, I just, just because, like, you know, where I grew up and shit, I see this kind of stuff all the time. Not that I grew up in a desert, but it's, it's a very similar culture and stuff around here. Yeah. So, the gist of this segment is you have this couple, I think it's Martha and Ray Spruce. Right. Um, they own this little general store in this small dying town. And I guess it's Arizona, right? I think it's supposed to be Arizona. Um, they basically are the, they're great people. They let the people from the reservation buy on credit, even though they can't pay the chief of the reservation gives them like the chimba baby, uh, like the fucking chimba. (laughs) You gave them the goddamn chimba, dude. Oh. The the treasures of his people, all the all the families gave like one super special thing, and it's all like um, jewelry, like native jewelry, and I'm guessing it's like passed down from oh, generation yeah. to generation. To be very meaningful, obviously. Yeah, and he basically says like, "Hey, you know, if if we can't pay up in two autumns, so two years, shit's yours forever." Enjoy the chichimba. And like, 
yeah <laughs> ray is like ray's like hell no dude i don't want that responsibility yeah, get this Teddy, fucking out of here. but he, he ends up taking it and then you got fucking uh the chiefs is it is it his grandson nephew yeah or his son it's his nephew oh it's his nephew that's what i understood yeah. anyways sam white moon right that's Sexy sam white moon. sam oh that dude, luscious he's a, locks, he's a hunk. Dude. he is he yeah got me thinking twice about the way i'm going in life right now <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this dude and his three buddies, uh, no, it's two friends. Two it's friends, three yeah, people. Yeah. It's it's him. There's fat. What what do they call them? fat stuff? Yeah, three right? fucking stooges basically is what. Yeah, fat, fatso gribbins, Sam Whitemoon, fatso gribbins, and Andy Cavanaugh. Um, fatso gribbins. God damn, dude, that should have been what my a name. Fucking, I wish that was my name, dude. <laughs> Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook from uh, the first creep show in the um, the crate. The, this is the son, so that's the connection to the first one. There we go. You could see it in his face. He looks like just like a fatter version of him. <laughs> it's really funny. That's the name. Like when you like when you start like really like honing in on that. But uh, this group of assholes, they they want the fucking chichimba man. Yeah, and it's worth a lot. I'm sure. It's yeah, a lot of jewelry. Ten k, ten k of candy of rock candy. The keys to LA, man. That when he says that, man, I'm, I'm just I'm cracking up because it's the ten thousand dollars don't get you shit in fucking LA. Well, it's just like it, it, it. The first time I saw it, it took me so by surprise too, because I'm like, oh, they're just robbing it because they're douchebags, they're assholes. And then he's like in the photo booth, like. I'm going to fucking be somebody. <laughs> He's all like whipping yeah, his hair. Right? I'm, I'm thinking like, dude, you could easily, if you got a fucking, if you're hanging like at least seven inches, you could be in movies for sure. But Not like, either, you know, like, but if he's, he don't even need it. Uh, he doesn't. He's Look beautiful. So I mean, he can figure it out. Soap operas. He just get a fucking job. So yeah, yeah. I don't well, see it as far goes, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> robbery goes wrong. They kill Martha and Ray Spruce, which is very sad. Because he shoots Martha in the side and she like explodes like a chest burster's coming out, but you really don't see much blood. It's like only like it's heart wrenching, dude. Yeah, and then uh, Ray gets shot, and this is uh, George Kennedy, who people may know from other th- such things. But uh, they're so wholesome. He, like, gets, they're so fucking yeah, wholesome looking, right in the dude. gut. <sighs> yeah, and uh, on his way out, Sam Whitemoon shoots the fucking chief. And they get out of there in that Firebird, baby. That's going to fly them all the way to Hollywood. I feel like I'm watching, like, the Waltons die. It's so fucking weird, it's dude. Up. <laughs> yeah. This is like a... This is like... This is pretty fucked up, this story. And that's we're, and, and we're going to talk about something at the end of this, too. Because there's a lot of ways you can interpret it. So, uh, all of a sudden, this fucking giant-ass wooden... Uh, Native American chief steps off this goddamn huge tree stump. Looks so good, and he's out for he's out for blood, man. When he's howling, that that howl is awesome. So, but it's for, he's gonna exact revenge on these three motherfuckers. So for being like, I just I can't get over how cool it looks, man. Like it legitimately looks like a wooden statue come to life. Like they did such a good job with the makeup on chief Woodenhead throughout the whole segment like him moving and stuff like he, he moves exactly how I'd, I'd expect a fucking wooden statue come to life yeah. to, to emote and animate and shit dude so fucking good yeah apparently they had like an actual statue and they had like the dude in the suit so think when you see like movement it's intentional it's yeah. not like the dude fucking just like <laughs> breaking it's breaking you know? character it's intentional. <laughs> which, I, which that's something that i do like you see him like kind of like move a little bit and, like do certain things like before he's uh before he steps off and 
at the end too you see it but I, I like that little touch it's cool like he is guarding the place anything right? like, that that's makes his you like family wonder, you know anything that you see and you're like that motherfucker move like, let me rewind it real quick to make sure I didn't see what yeah. I think I saw. Yeah. I love, like you just said, I love the the mystery that it, it kind of like creates around a character. Yeah. So, what do you think, man? Who who gets it the worst out of the three? Oh, I mean, I feel like Sam definitely. Sam takes a good whooping on this one, dude. Hell yeah, he gets pulled through the fucking wall and scalped. I mean, I mean, would you say that would be the the the, the worst out of the three, or who? What would you think? Andy, the the fucking rich kid, he gets fucking hacked up with the with the tomahawk because he's sitting there in all that blood on his car, like he got fucked up. See, but I feel like the tomahawk would probably take you out fast. You know, dude, he got hit in the. I think he got hit in the chest. It didn't look like he uh, took it in the head. See, that's true. If you take it in the chest, it's gonna take a few chops before you get the rib cage open. You get to a couple vitals that's going to take you out. So that could be pretty pain. Because I'm thinking, like, a scalping your fucking present, you know, for the whole fucking thing. Like, that's that's the brutal part of, uh, of being scalped, is the realization that you are being scalped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fatso, I guess, gets, it, gets off kind of easy compared to everybody oh, else. Oh, for sure, yeah. He gets a couple arrows through him, right? But it's good. I mean, I like that. So I guess for, like, yeah. people like us, dude, like, how would you scalp a bald man? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that tough to hang on to, right? Are you gonna like cut a little sliver and grab the the skin? Yeah, is that probably. the way you have to? Yeah, we're gonna get it even worse, man. Oh, People have suck. survived scalpings. Isn't that fucked up? Oh man, looking like that motherfucking uh, what's his name? <laughs> TCM two. I went. To, when I, he's in the. Fuck. I went down. Yeah, like chop top. <laughs> I went, I went down a rabbit hole one day of reading stories about people from like the late 1800s that got like fucking scalped and Ugh. like surviving the scalping and like them actually l- missing parts of their fucking hair. Good lord. Like you could see their skull. It's so fucked up, dude. It's really like to survive something like that. It's it's just goddamn insane. But I, um, I can't even this, fucking imagine. This movie doesn't really have too much i guess like gore or violence when it comes to um the kills there isn't a lot of gore uh in up until the point of you know this this story in particular the wooden head one isn't necessarily like overly gory but i will say it does pick up in the gore factor as we move through this movie yeah and things do get i guess the most gruesome I would say in the second story, right? Or do you think no, I th- maybe I, the hitchhiker? You think yeah, so? Yeah, I think, I think, and which might be my favorite out of all of both movies. But we'll get to that one. We got some time still. Yeah. So um, Chief Woodenhead goes back to his resting spot in front of the convenience general store. And uh, Mr. Benjamin White Moon wakes up the chief. And he sees his fucking chachimba in his bed, covered in blood. Rushes over to the general store, sees that fucking scalp uh, in his goddamn hands with his his nephew's hair. Right, he knows what's up. Yep, fucking knows what's up. Thank you, chief. Fucking uh, yep. out with your day. You know that's how you keep it moving. You yeah. get the chachimba, all is well, except for the fucking poor Walton family that fucking died. God damn it, dude. So he doesn't sad. even go into the general store to look. Maybe they're, he Maybe they're still alive. Maybe they're still alive. Come on. He doesn't want to get involved, right? <laughs> it's too much. Go back that. to the Reds. <laughs> yeah, he's taking that chichimba going back to the Reds. He's right. like, fuck this. 
<laughs> um, so now here's what I wanted to ask you. Did Chief Woodenhead avenge the spruces? Did Chief Woodenhead um, kill them because they damaged him? They shot him in particular with the shotgun at one point. Or is he just like one with the chichimba? You know See, what I, I mean? I, 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 me personally, I think he is like part guardian spirit of like the chichimba. And if like you disrespect the chichimba, you get the fucking wooden head, dude. I mean, this is how this is how these things go. So, so like by default, the spruces are protected after they get the chichimba yes. because they're like good people that are going to actually like protect it and like <clears throat> you know they see, hold they see the value. This is why this is why I don't think Woodenhead is a protector of the um what are what are their names the fucking the spruces the spruces because they they're dead <laughs> so if he was supposed to protect them he did a fucking horrible job he you know what i never thought about that if he was going to protect them he would have stepped in sooner. he would have went in right. he would have went in while they were yeah. yeah okay see so that actually answers it dude so like he's, he's yeah. one with the chichimba bro so like and, and see, I, the only argument i guess someone could make is if if He's coming to uh, avenge his own, you know, wrongdoing on him for getting shot and shit like that. I guess there's, you know, a, a argument for that. But for me, it's they they took a part of sacred native culture and they're disgracing it. And I think even more so because Sam is native that this happens. I think if it was just ah. the two fucking white dudes, it might not even have went down this way. But because Sam is a native disgracing his own culture and like it, it makes I, I think that might i mean that's an argument i could make for it but either way i think you're fucking with the chichimba i mean dude you don't do that I mean, dude, you don't fuck with, you the, don't chichimba, fuck with the chichimba dude <laughs> so stupid dude next time you go to the seneca res ask him about the chichimba, <laughs> the chichimba yeah so you, we, we and then they'll shot. throw you out <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. What's he called? White eyes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking call me. Jesus. So, you know, this is legitimately one of my, if not my favorite creep show segment of all time. I think it has a little bit of everything in it. The story is creepy. The setting is really cool. They're in like that laser graves territory out there yeah. in the Southwest. Right. And uh, just the whole, I love Native American revenge shit. That, yeah, that, that's just we, my we, jam, dude. We talk about it all the time, and I don't think we ever really put this on a on those lists of really good Native uh, Native American revenge things. And this is up there with with one of the best. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd rather watch for, this than fucking some of the other ones that we've seen. So, for like Thanksgiving, can we watch fucking Revenge of Johnny Firecloud? Oh, dude, that's such a good one. That's honestly, I'm I'm about that. We could do yeah, a couple dude, good ones, man. Because uh, what was it, massacre in something valley or some shit like that? Dinosaur Valley. No, there's something. There's a. There's a. Maybe. Oh. Maybe it's that. I don't know. There's some kind of massacre and something. It's like a. We gotta a, look into that. Yeah, I got. I got the fucking cover in my head, but I'm a fucking stoner. So. This we'll, is what you we'll get. Do some other. <laughs> we'll we'll do some other uh, native revenge movies for that fun, time man. period. Yeah, that'd be fun. What's with all the Thanksgiving talk, dude? What's up with that? Because I love Thanksgiving, dude. That's probably like that's there. like my shit, honestly. You're Just, starting to see the placemats out, right, for sale. Yeah, dude. Like You're walking through your fucking Target, you see that shit there. 
right? The fucking paper mache turkey. Man, there's just something about like any holiday where the only expectation of you is to just like hang out. Well, for me to like hang out, get baked, eat a bunch of fucking food. And just kick it, dude. That's like the perfect holiday, man. I don't gotta. You don't have to bring any gifts. There's no nah, gifts, dude. And like, I do like for for me. I just do fucking Thanksgiving here with me and my girl and shit. We don't do shit, dude. Like, we don't gotta go to no family or anything. So I make it. I make a fucking dope meal. And I'm just fucking smoking and kicking it all day. It's the perfect there you go, bro. fucking holiday. That's why I like it so much. And I love like I've all the food that. It is associated with Thanksgiving is like the perfect food, man. Mashed potatoes. Who don't fucking like that shit, dude? If you don't like mashed potatoes, you're not even a fucking human being, in my opinion. <laughs> you a corn guy? <laughs> oh, dude, sweet corn. Yeah, like I'll eat corn like frozen or canned and shit. But really, dude, like I'm the, I'm the type of dude like right now, I'm about to probably go and buy like a shit ton of sweet corn at the farmer's market, cut that shit off the oh. cob and freeze it for the fucking winter time, dude. Dude. I just had corn like that. The the the. Uh, would you say I live like borderline rural America? Yeah, for I guess, sure, right? A hundred percent. Um, so I went to like a last week. I went to one of those farm, like food stand type things that Hell they yeah. have. Like Side they have like a little joint. market. Yeah, dude. Mm. And uh, this one's actually connected to like a bigger facility. It's it's a farm. It's like a nursery type thing. You can go get pumpkins and Hell pick yeah. pumpkins there and shit. But dude, I swear to God, I had the best fucking corn on the cob in my fucking life this week. When it's in season, no joke. It's like right now is the fucking the best time to get local corn, dude. It'll be it'll blow your your fucking lips will smack the back of your fucking skull. It's so fucking good, <laughs> how dude. Do you, I how love do you it. cook your corn, dude? So like, there's two different ways, man. You can either fucking get the fucking husk a little bit wet, and you put them motherfuckers on the grill. Get a little bit of that black char on that bitch, dude. That's a really good way. Or I'm a simple dude. You husk it down, quick four or five minute blanch in some fucking boiling water. Good to go. You want to try something one day? Hit Let it. me know how you what you think. Fuck yeah. You get a get like a cookie sheet. Put it in a fucking baking in a baking pan. All right, right? like a baking sheet. Corn on the cob, dehusk. Cover it in butter. Mm. Wrap it in tin foil. You put it in the fucking sheet. Well, put it on the sheet. You put it in the oven. It takes like 20, 20 fucking or so minutes to cook. When you open that shit up, it's like steamed in butter. Yeah, dude, that's the way it's, to do it. I've done that on the grill before, so good. too. Butter and foil on the so grill. Good. Fantastic. Oh, man. I want some fucking corn, <sighs> though, bro. God damn. I, I'm, I, dude, corn? I'm a corn lover from way back, bro. <laughs> like, I've been eating you mad corn my whole life. You a candy corn lover? Nah, I don't fuck with candy corn, dude. I think that shit's disgusting. But, dude, oh, like, I got I lucky. Growing up where I grew up. I love it. Like, I, like, my house and my aunt's house were basically on a, on a corner, and we were just surrounded by cornfields. A corner, yeah. <laughs> and we were surrounded by cornfields <laughs> on, like, every fucking side of us, bro. But we knew the farmers from way down the road who owned the cornfield, and it was all, like, cow corn. It was a cow feed and shit. Yeah, but, I don't know if people know that most day. of the corn you see, <laughs> you can't eat is, that shit. Is, yeah, that's that's animal feed. Yeah. Like they're growing that for livestock. But this dude was mad cool, and he would plant like fucking twelve rows of sweet corn before his fucking livestock corn, and he would tell all of us fucking locals and shit, "Yo, you want sweet corn? You can fucking do it." I could walk across my fucking from my driveway to get my mailbox. Right behind my mailbox with sweet corn. All my my whole yeah. life growing up, dude. It was the best fucking thing in the world. I love it. I like how we're talking about fucking creep show too. Now we're talking about <laughs> sweet corn. 
Don't get me on corn subjects, bro. Yeah. Fuck, fuck out of here. Fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all. Um, right, let's get back right. to Creep right, Show. All right. <laughs> all right. So, so that's old Chief Woodenhead. Yes. Number two. Fucking yeah. Number two. Well, first we get a little bit more of the uh, the interstory bumpers where Billy sent away for a Venus flytrap oh, yeah. bulb. Nice. Good move. Interesting. Billy. Good move. Yeah, and uh, the bullies are like, "Yo, you fucking little douche!" and All that stuff. <laughs> I Actually, said- no. He gets no, no. He doesn't say it. that's not that doesn't happen that. yet. Because now I, I'm thinking of the creep introducing our second segment, Yo, which is in douche. the post office. Yeah, which for some reason this second like segment, it, like the the bumper, the cartoon of the creep introducing it stuck with me. Also, that's like just one of those things that like always stuck with me. The animation is just. Super I don't good. know. It's I good, a, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But this is the raft, or as they as the creep says, the raft. So for me, this is a great story, but it's it's like the it's the piecemeal of the fucking movie, man. It's like it's the filler. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't have the same. Really? It doesn't have the same gusto as Chief Woodenhead or the Hitchhiker. But this, I mean, it doesn't even have the same length. It feels pretty, it's kind of short, but it's, it's fucking great. I mean, but it, it doesn't hold the same weight to me. I don't know, man. I, I like this one. I think this is better than, uh, you know, I think this is the second best maybe of, of the whole thing uh, behind old chief Woodenhead. I think it goes in order one, two, three, but I like the idea of like, you go into this fucking lake in the middle of nowhere, nobody knows you're there. You're it's out of season, so you're not gonna have anybody else show up. Yeah, it's and awesome. like you get stuck because of some fucking monster or whatever. And like I said, I th- I used to think about this when I would go into the fucking lake. That and I would think about fucking Jason Voorhees getting me. But that is one thing <laughs> you're absolutely right about. That that is good about this story is after I saw it, you're never fucking going swimming in a, a lake or a pond without thinking about this at some point in the fucking swim like it this is something yeah. that sticks with you and that's a that's a mark of a really good horror storytelling anything that's gonna like leave an impression on you and make you think of those things in those similar scenarios i think is, is just like a fucking stamp of well done yeah i i mean the story is these kids i guess they're college kids right they're going out to this lake to go onto this raft to just i guess sunbathe and just hang out smoke some dope as as the guy says he has a need for weed (laughs) and it's funny that he's driving a camaro because there's the firebird in the in the first one so they switched over um they get to this fucking lake they swim out to the fucking raft it's freezing by the way and in real life it also was freezing yeah got, i guess like, that's true <laughs> yeah the actor got it's funny dude when you died. see the fucking first dude the the fucking blonde jockey dude there getting the fucking leg like no acting you could tell that motherfucker is cold yeah. like it's hitting him so it's so funny that like to come to find out that like i guess there's like a natural spring under that lake so like at the time period that water oh, was legit cold ass frigid yeah well it, it's a cool idea that these people are uh they're stuck on this raft now because of this oil slick looking organic creature in the lake that's now Ugh. eating them so that's it's basically the blob light that's what it is that's i guess that's my 
my beef with this one dude is the actual creature it's it's so obvious a tarp with some garbage on it and some oil <laughs> like it's it's very obvious and like the older i get the more i watch it i'm like wow how did i how was i horrified of this as a kid but like i mean it works when you're young and stuff i get it but i wish they would have done just a little bit more to make it not so tarpy looking <laughs> <laughs> but there is like redeeming moments where the the teenage well i don't know i don't want to say teenagers but the 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 kids the friends whatever young adults they start getting yeah they start getting eaten by this thing while they're on the raft it's coming through the slats you know what i mean the one f- she falls into it and it just fucking that melts awesome. her and you see like you see the skeleton reaching out love that part and i love whenever dude. the the tarp comes alive it looks fucking awesome dude like when it's coming up through the raft and it's like wrapping around jockey boy's fucking leg and shit like that and it's tearing the fucking oh skin God, off it pulls him in like through the, the fucking raft way. yeah dude like that that's when the thing is terrifying to me when yeah, it, it's acidic too right like it's burning yeah the like it, yeah it basically like defleshes them and shit it's so fucking cool and that's the horrifying aspect of it uh, it's it's i just lose it when you know you see it from the above shots especially when he's getting chased by it at the end that i just completely i lose it there man like it just does not yeah, look well, scary here's something that i think is pretty funny about th- well not funny but like they set this up where like everybody deserves it well not deserves it but like there's nobody that's like well like th- so there's the, the the nerdier of the two boys guys whenever males um makes a run for the fucking beach because he's the only one left and he makes it there and he gets eaten by this thing because it actually jumps onto the beach yeah it swallows right? him, it suck, I, love him a, in. I love that aspect no no survivors now, great you're not even rooting for this guy though because he fucking he's he's a fucking rapist yeah, he's, he's, he's a diddler dude he was trying to fucking grab some titty and shit dude while she's getting eaten by the goddamn yeah. monster too that's so fucked up leaves her to die but i guess what are you gonna like you can't help well, i mean somebody i wouldn't fuck it, yeah, they, dude. i mean if the thing's got her the thing, that's the move you go for it when someone's getting eaten honestly they're fucking stupid for not going for it when it was eating fucking jockey boy through the fucking raft that's the perfect time yeah. they should have fucking swam yeah. away I don't know why they didn't. And, he's they f- and he would have made it. He would have made it if he just kept going. I, I would have kept that's running. That's the thing. Why are you going to sit at the edge of the fucking water? You don't know what this fucking thing is. You don't know if it can come on fucking land, bro. You get your ass in the fucking Camaro. You get your ass out of there. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He, he deserves it because he's a fucking rapist, but, but also because he's fucking stupid for fucking sitting on the beach. Yeah. And I do like when they pull out a little bit and you see like no swimming. There's like a sign that's hidden in the brush. Right? So, like it's like overgrown. Is this creature supposed to be the manifestation of human filth of of uh of you know us polluting nature? Is that what this is supposed to represent? Nature I think retaking it- itself back from the pollution? I always took it as like an alien creature of some sort. An alien, interesting, dude. I like that. That's, that's I never vi- thought of that. I may, be miss, I may be missing something, but like that's the vibe that I always got, well, like because- a blob. 
Um, in the first creep show, they have the Jody Verrill thing where it starts from like the meteor. I feel like it has a very similar feeling. You know what I mean? Where it's like this fucking thing. I guess I got the area. the trash thing because when I'm seeing at the end where it's coming after the fucking kids swimming to the shore, you see like the 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 fucking oil, and I'm pretty sure you can see like uh like looks like beer cans or pop cans and shit like that in it and stuff. It looks like there's actual like garbage floating inside of the fucking tarp. Maybe that's yeah, I never. I never took it as like a Captain Planet villain or something I like that. Oh, Captain Planet villain. Nice. I, like, <laughs> I wish I, it was I never Captain took it that Planet. way. Yeah. It's the toxic blob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, I, I never thought of it that way. I always just thought Maybe of it I'm as like some fucking it. alien. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's still, I think, a really good story. Like I said in the intro, I have to fucking read the actual. Uh, novella or whatever it is the short story and I, i'd like to see the difference because a lot of times the stephen king short stories and the stephen king like novels are better than the fucking films it's very hard to yeah. adapt some of those things you know i love salem's lot the movie but when i read the book i was like holy shit like this is fucking awesome it's, it's same with a lot better, of, same yeah. With, yeah yeah there's a lot of a lot of things like that but you know, not everybody's into it. But you can find an audio book, probably there somebody reading it. Now get like talking my speed. <laughs> there you go. I'll read it to you. I'll read it into my microphone. Sweet nothing. I'll record it for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, we so should we get our uh, Patreon reading books with yeah. Mike. There we go. There we go. I'll just do it in a very nice voice. Very sensual. And Barlow came through the door. <laughs> and Barlow came through the door. You gotta put an emphasis on came through the door. <laughs> and Barlow came <laughs> through the door. You can come like an old man. So, uh, so we get more of the wraparound, and the bullies are now assaulting this fucking innocent little boy who just wants to fucking plant his goddamn Venus flytrap. And he leads him on a chase across town, right? He's got something planned for these pieces of shit, right? These typical 80s bullies that are yeah, animated in a fucking coming, dude. this. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I don't I don't give a fuck. This is cool. So now, so now we get our uh, our third segment, man. <laughs> I'm right. beating you to it. Fuck you yeah. Are. Fuck yeah. Uh, this does bring us to the very last segment, uh, the Hitchhiker, which I after after all things considered, this is my favorite one of the movie and probably my favorite oh. one of the franchise. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> it's it's fucking awesome, dude. So basically, we have this uh, uptown classy lady. I guess you could you know loosely yep. say classy uh but she's getting her Rich. Uh, there you go she's getting her her shit taken care of by a gigolo um she got uh, bigolo, baby. she came six times at 25 dollars a pop that's a very good bargain so for 150 bucks she had a good night uh I, by check what's that <laughs> did she pay by check <laughs> yeah she paid by crumpled bill <laughs> she like threw it on his chest <laughs> there you go you fucking pig <laughs> so she is on her way home to her lawyer husband, and she needs to come up with a pretty good, uh, you know, reason for why she is coming home so late, and she can't tell him that he's been fucking. So she's pretty distracted on this ride home, and she's coming around the corner. She loses control of the bends. It's flying all over the place, and a poor fucking hitchhiker gets clobbered by the car, completely takes him out, and fucked uh, up. Dude, now she is uh she's in a pickle. 
Does she continue with the story on riding home and figure out what to do? Or does she stop and help the fucking hitchhiker? Mike, what do you do in this scenario, man? Well, you're in a creep show movie, so your ass is going home. <laughs> Fuck that person. Right. <laughs> and uh, we now there's a supernatural pursuit on the, you know, on, on the horizon. Uh, I like that we do see Stephen King. Oh, he yeah. is in this movie, right? He's the truck driver that like pulls up to the accident. He's like, I think it's a black guy. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of fucking fucking dialogue is that? It's 1987. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? Honestly, though, this is probably one of the first times that he doesn't. It's not obvious. Like, it's once you see him, it's Stephen King. But he does a pretty good job disguising himself as a truck driver here. He is actually almost unrecognizable at first, but it's 100% him. But you're right. So. We get uh, this dialogue of, oh, I saw the car down the road with the headlights off and I couldn't see what it was and blah, blah, blah. So she's taking off. She ain't fucking around with no dead ass hitchhiker, man. She's got bigger fish to fry. But like Mike said, there is some supernatural fucking uh, things afoot. And she starts seeing the dead hitchhiker along her ride home, continuously haunting her and taunting her. Basically fucking with this old lady. Well, she's not too old. She's pretty good looking, actually. But they, she is fucking like 40. with this lady's right? head pretty like, bad. She's probably like 40. Yeah, she's good. Um, I, I, I do like the whole aspect of like this supernatural zombie figure. Like just, she, he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like just fucking... I, I just find that really cool to me. It's I, like I, a I, manifestation I really of cool. her conscious, you know? Like that's kind of how I I've take heard that it. that said. I've heard, I've heard that said. I like to think that it's just the fucking ghost terrorizing her. Okay. I don't want a manifestation of anything. I want a fucking ghost. <laughs> too deep. Straight up ghost. I just want ghouls, yeah. motherfucker. I want a ghost story. I want ghouls and goblins, <laughs> baby. Give me I that shit. Like that, I don't want to... I don't want guilt. If I want to see that, if I want to see that, I'll just look in the mirror. That's right. I don't need your fucking guilt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is just straight up fucking haunting this motherfucker you know the old fucking you see the girl walking on the road the hit the, the ghoulish hitchhiker or if you're in disney world the hitchhiking ghosts oh my god you know it's one of those it's one of those things so like this to me is like a better version of i know what you did last summer like this oh fuck dude i didn't even think about that it really is like a complete like they don't need a whole fucking movie you just need a pretty strong segment to get that same fucking point across yeah. It's not like a like a who done it. It's like <laughs> yeah, a it's like, like a no. You're fucked. Motherfucker is yeah. back and he's coming for you. I, I love I, when I, she's like in the car. She's like she's first starting to see him and she's like talking to herself. She's like you're seeing things, bitch. And she's like trying to talk herself down, dude. Yeah. I love that dialogue. I I do think that the so there's only three stories compared to the five in the original. But I truly feel like the three stories that they included in this are super strong. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all entertaining. I feel like the movie flies by. Um, I wish there were more segments in this. I wish they did have the Cat from Hell segment. Yeah, if the, if, but, especially the one they did from Tales from the Dark Side. You just put that in here, and this is 100% a home run for me, even more so than the first one. Yeah, but I think like the writing in this lines like that... And even just, like, the stupid shit that these people say, where it's in a way that, like, it's entertaining. It's not just dumb dialogue. Yeah. 
it, it feels like a comic book that's just it. like the first one did yeah that's you it, know for sure. and, and i feel like this one really feels like an ec comics type thing like a horror comic the story is like you know it's 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 just like a, it's an old story that was modernized you know you do something bad and that bad thing comes back to 100%. haunt you percent and and they really with that with the the end of the hitchhiker they take they, like I feel like the movie just builds up in intensity and in gore. You get some good gore in the uh, in, in the raft with the people dissolving and stuff. But then with the hitchhiker, man, we, we get the fucking the, the finale of gore in this movie. You know, this fucking dude is just chasing her down. She she can't shake him. She's like drives into the fucking woods trying to get rid of him. He's in the car. And she's shooting him in the fucking face, and his face is falling off. Yeah, why she got a gun, man? I know, What's it's, up with it's that? so random. But then, like, dude, she runs him over with the fucking car, and the dude's face is just falling off, and it looks so good. I I just can't get over how awesome the hitchhiker looks throughout the end of this movie throughout each different stage of abuse this motherfucker takes his body deteriorates more and more until the end it is just a bloody pulp of a fucking hitchhiker man yeah and yet again the story takes place in the fall yes right it's like a fall fucking night um uh, I like the whole thing, like you said, where he keeps deteriorating. He's getting worse and worse. And eventually she makes it home, right? The husband's not even home yet. So she rushed for no reason. And uh, That's the, best the part. ending of this one is awesome. Um, basically, the husband comes home, finds the car running in the fucking garage. She's dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. So fucked, dude. With the sign, right? The sign that says like Portland or whatever the yep. hell it said around his neck. Uh, I love a downer. Awesome ending. These are all downer, downer stories, endings. dude. No survivors. And that's uh, that's the best part right. of this. You know, you're right. Nobody nobody has a good ending in this. Where, like in characters. the original. Yeah, they all died, man. So fucking yeah. awesome. I've heard people say similar things about like the uh, like oh in the first one like are they really back as ghosts or is that fucking you know the conscience uh the con uh, the conscience i can't even fucking talk right now um, PBRs, conscience <laughs> like man- manifesting something like yo it's creep show this yeah. is 100 percent of fucking water zombies stories, yeah. this is this is 100 percent of fucking ghost <laughs> zombie thing and i'm i'm looking now so the writers are credited as stephen king george romero and lucille fletcher um she's actually un uncredited but so I guess they did write it, but Michael Gornick, who was like a director of photography or something on Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, uh, he actually directed it. Interesting. I think he did a good job. I know like uh, Savini was supposed to direct it, but some shit went down or something. He d- didn't care for the direction or whatever, but they got that guy. I, and actually, man, for what it was, for all like the, the trouble I heard they had with the production, I couldn't be happier with this film. This is one of my... My go-tos. I watch this once a year at least, man, for sure. Yeah, and uh, we get to the final piece of our wraparound, and Billy ends up uh, feeding these bullies yeah, to giant a- Venus flytraps, <laughs> right? So random. Um, I love it. Now, this movie basically all takes place in the fall, right? You get that ending thing, too, of the creep fucking driving away, throwing the comic books out of the fucking back of the truck so good. down this like, country-ish road, and... 
this movie, when you watch it, now that we're saying like, oh, it's a Halloween watch, like it's an October fall spooky season thing. Like when you watch it, I'm telling you, like this whole movie just screams like it's like 48 degrees out. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you know. <laughs> And it's like a it's like a damp October night or some shit. Yeah, like that's I said, what this movie feels like dip your toes into into fall with this movie, man. This isn't gonna be like the uh, in your face hackle lantern Halloween fucking jam or anything like that. But this is a great like just let's get warmed up, man. It's October. It's the first week, man. Let's let's see what's gonna happen this month because this is really tame for what we're about to fucking bring you guys towards the end of yeah. this month, man. Buckle up. Yeah. So, um, one thing I want to touch on, this is a very cheap VHS to get. I actually have a Japanese copy of this. I just liked how it looked oh, slightly better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like the, it's actually the, the regular artwork, but I don't know. I like these cinema land, uh, Japanese releases, but, uh, you could Case go get this. Nice. Yeah. You could go get this cheap on tape. You could get this cheap on DVD. You could get this cheap on Blu-ray. I'm guessing. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's free nice on 2K. different. Yeah, it's it's free on Plex. I know that for sure. That's like a 2B type alternative, free movies that you can stream. Uh, Plex has Tempe Video stuff on there too, which is fucking great. The the Beyond, like it has Fulci stuff. It's a good it's a good 2B alternative. It's a little ad heavy, um, but it'll it'll get you there in a pinch. A, it'll get it'll get you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we feel like this is definitely like a fall watch, a Halloween watch, an October watch. Give it another shot with an open mind. That's yeah, that's like that's our it. theme this year. It's like rewatching things that we didn't really care for. Um, this one compared to the first, to me, I feel like it's polarizing. I don't. I think people may like the first one more. Some might like the second one. I personally like the first one just because every time I watch it, for some reason, it just gives me that like. It gives me like that late seventies, early eighties like i don't know it just it's a it's a cool time period in movies and i feel like that was pulled off so well it, it this encapsulates one has really, that for sure yeah this one is i feel like just slightly behind as a whole but this all the stories are strong in this one yeah compared to the first one where like i could take or leave the fucking roach one like i don't really care about that i think if the first you know, one like, was three it would be you do three each time and i think they're they're i think five for the first one is what drags a little for me it gets a little long okay here's gonna be here's gonna be the question to to end this part besides so don't count don't count the roach one is the roach one your favorite one no or not absolutely not okay so don't don't count that one because i feel like that's the worst if you could switch out one story from this one and add it to the first one and take one out of the first and switch it with this one, which would it be? I would take the raft out of this one and oh man. What would I put in here? Uh, I'm thinking maybe Father's Day in this one. I think this is a fucking home run. I think actually that would improve both of them. Right. You I put, think you're right, you man. You put the I, raft in the he, first, and you put Father's Day in this one, and you drop the fucking roach one altogether. I think we're, yeah. I think we're great. I think that's the best. I think that's the best way to think about it. Because if they used the same production value that they did in the first on the raft, like that would have been sick. Yes. Right, especially with the gore that they used in the first, the first one, one, it yeah. would have been fucking awesome. Those melting bodies would have looked really good. Imagine Romero fucking directing that shit, yep. like damn bro 
So, uh, Grizz, I think it's time we move on from a little creep show to a little... I don't know. I couldn't think of something that would. I was gonna say peep show. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it's the but fucking it's- wide world of metal, everybody. Um, and I, I got something kind of special for uh, all of our thrash listeners out there, man. Uh, if anybody was uh, big a fan as I was of the band Power Trip, uh, R.I.P. Riley Gale, you are gonna want to listen to this next segment, man, because this features the one and only Blake Ibanez of the band Power Trip. This is his new project. And this shit fucking rules, man. This just came Who is out. He What's in that? The band. He's a guitar player. Who is he in the- okay. So it, it, you and I'm telling you right now, you listen to what we're about to drop on you guys, and you will hear that guitar influence in this band so heavily. The band itself, the band's name is Fugitive. This is their newest release called Maniac. Mike, like you said, dude, the band name fucking rules. Yeah, yeah, it's a good band name. I like when bands have like this is obviously a metal band. And uh, I like when metal bands have names that don't really sound like metal band names. Yeah, it could, be, it could go sense. any way, you know? One word, yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah that's the best. Well, dude, the one word band name, if you can come up with a good one. You're golden, dude. That's really You're golden. Yeah. That's it. That's- but, uh, you know, this, this isn't necessarily uh, like a cut and paste, um, you know, uh, kind of power trip, you know, new thing. This is its very own sound. Yeah, it does have, you know, Blake's kind of guitar playing, but it's it's a different tuning. It's not in standard like fucking Power Trip was, and you can really hear the heaviness come out in this shit, man. It almost has a little bit of like a blackened thrash thing going on in some parts, but it's very old school, like Slayer-ish kind of fucking thrash in other parts, man. I yeah. really got into this album. A lot of parts remind me. What is that band like? Uh, Midnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That black and rock and roll fucking thrash metal, yeah. dude. A, a, a lot of shit sounds like that to me. Um, I want to. I want to know. What do you think my favorite song on this album is? It's by the way, this album's only like fucking four minutes long. It's super short. <laughs> yeah, each song is about three or four minutes long. There's five songs all together. Um, f- uh, I'm, sorry, I'm gonna 16 guess minutes 57 seconds <laughs> I'm gonna guess that your favorite song is maniac no no okay what is my favorite song mm, hell's half acre <laughs> yeah, dude you fucking nailed it that song fucking yeah. rules dude that's mine too Hell dude. yeah that's it's it so <laughs> dude that song fucking <laughs> rules man it is just oh. evil as fuck it's ripping fucking guitar riffs, man. I love that song. Plus, the yeah, lyrics that, are just oh, the content of it. So I had no idea that this was the dude from Power Trip, and like now I'm gonna have to re-listen to it with that in my mind because it does kind of like it does have that. Every guitar player has like a specific flavor. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, and it's like. Uh, uh, I, I want to say like when you get a, a vanilla ice cream from Carvel it tastes different yeah, than the vanilla ice cream from fucking Friendlies right you know what I mean and it's one of those things where like every guitar player that writes for their band you could always kind of tell when they go to a new band 100% and now when you say that I'm like hmm 
that does make sense. And now I got to listen to it like with that in where, my brain. Like, where confirmed. I hear it the most, and it's, it's specifically because I also uh, drive people fucking crazy doing this, is I am like a down pick destroyer, dude. I can down pick so fucking fast. And there's a lot of that like chug patterns that typically would have been like alternatively picked in most ways. But he's doing that like kind of old school thrashy Metallica thing of just straight repetitive down picks. And I love the way that fucking sounds, dude. I write so many of my riffs using that technique. And any guitar player I play with is like, dude, can we just fucking alternative pick this? What the fuck are we doing? And like, no, it sounds different. It does. It, does, it sounds it different. It sounds different, dude. 100%. You lose it if it's, I, if it's alternatively picked. I have no idea why it sounds different, but it always sounds slightly higher on the upstroke. Yep. It doesn't right, have that like chugginess to it, dude, that you lose the fucking thickness of what you're doing when you fucking do that alternative shit. It almost gallops too like, much, you know? When you start, like, really learning how to play, like, a lot of, like, Swedish death metal and shit like that, your fucking down picking gets really good oh, yeah. and really fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of those dudes are fucking wild. But even, like, a lot of Slayer stuff, like older Slayer riffs. ton of it. The whole riff is down picked. Yep. That's, you know what I mean? So you're that's something that like a lot of people don't realize that's like very easy to play certain things um alternate picked or with hammer-ons and pull-offs but to like actually play every note specifically that's a lot harder to do to actually down pick everything, everything. that's a lot harder to do oh, and yeah. it's subtle things that like make albums sound heavier or gives it a different feel or a different tone and i feel like this one has like a really cool um it's got that what what do you call it? Like a death and roll or yeah, what, it's like what, black rock and roll, dude. Black and roll. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I love that shit. And this was something I feel like it's a little bit more palatable. Like yet again, for some, it's not going to be something that's gonna. It's not gore grind, man. You know? No, you can, no. You can understand. I'm not going to call this. <laughs> yeah, this isn't an oral assault. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is this is good. I, I like this one. I think more people will be into this than a lot of the other things that we've recommended yeah i mean if you're if you're a fan of death metal you're going to get into this if you're a fan of any kind of era of thrash metal you're going to get into this if you're a fan of black metal i think you're kind of going to get into this too this really does kind of like it, it's palatable to more than just this certain like when we talk about bands like yeah. fluids or mortician like not everyone's gonna fucking get that dude i understand that but this really is this is just great fucking heavy metal music, dude. The song Raise the Dead is a fucking anthem, bro. That fucking the repetitive fucking Raise the Dead fucking lyric come, chant. Come back, kid. Dude, 100 pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's wishful Wake the Dead. Thing. That's Wake the Dead. Yeah. Wake the I Dead. you were Sorry. talking shit about Riley. I was like, oh, wishful thinking. But fucking. <laughs> we're getting so much hate for that. Whatever. But fucking, uh, I think that uh, this album, it, it, dude. Maniac is it probably has the best riff of the entire album. It's not my favorite song, but the riff at 213, it's just like that it is a classic fucking power trip riff, but it's detuned, it's heavier, and it's it's a little bit of that blackened tinge to it. Fucking ripper, dude. This whole album. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. It's, it's another gym album. Dude, that's exactly what I listened to it this morning, dude. Just crushing shit. I, I always listen to fucking Power Trip at the gym. That was always something like it, it, you listen oh. to fucking Executioner's Tax. Dude, you'll like, fucking like rip every other fucking head off. Head listen to some fucking yeah. Power Trip at the gym, dude. Yeah. It gets me pumped. Yeah, gonna, 
but uh this i recommend this one to anybody i think yeah uh, i think you'll probably like it especially if you did like power trip if you're into um crossover what, is their name the is their name the midnight or or midnight it's midnight yeah if you like midnight yeah. you'll definitely probably like this for sure yeah check it out i i listened to it on spotify because that's what you sent it to me uh that's how you sent it to me i'm sure it's fucking available everywhere it's People on bandcamp nowadays so yeah check it out man i mean it ain't no fucking fluids but <laughs> no it's, it's but i think it's definitely for more people than what fluids would be so definitely uh support the fuck out of this band man fugitive the album name is maniac yep so i think that just about wraps it up grizz where could they find you on the internet you can find me on instagram at kane underscore enabler and you can find me at bad taste video you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com please subscribe to our twitch twitch.tv slash bad taste video we'll be doing more stuff on there in the next week or so uh we'll be doing yeah we'll be doing another live show um and yeah i think that's uh just about it grizz anything else uh anything else you got for these people I think uh, we are going to be starting back, bringing you the information of what movie we are going to be covering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll tell you. We'll tell you the, ahead of time so you can follow along. Yeah, so at least if you guys want to watch it this week and you can understand what the fuck we're talking about, I was told that that would be helpful. So we are. Yes. We're not bringing back a whole segment, but we're going to give you guys a, a quick heads up here at the end of every episode. So in case you do want to pre-watch next week, we are going to be doing a first-time watch for both me and Mike on this one. It is the night. 1985 Mexican horror movie Cemeterio del Terror. <laughs> Cemetery of Terror. If you do not speak Espanol, no, is Espanol Spanish or is that English? Do not uh, speak yeah. oh, Espanol. Yeah, Spanish, Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> <laughs> I took Italian, man. I don't fucking know. So yeah, we'll be watching Cemetery of Terror next week. We figured, why not step into the spooky season a little bit more with a nice haunted graveyard type movie? Yeah, it is a Halloween movie. Ooh specifically so here we go here we go so we will see you next week